Welcome to the Heal Everything Podcast with none other than Tema Aziz Serwa. You are not here by coincidence. This is a sacred space for the holy, ratchet woman who knows that she has the power to heal everything. I'm going to help you learn some new things, create a legacy of healing, elevate your mind. You do not want to miss an episode of this podcast. So make sure you subscribe and you share and you favorite us. And invite your sisters because we're about to have a powerful conversation. Tune in. Welcome back. Welcome back. Let's get into it. You are listening to none other than Tema Aziz Serwa. I'm the visionary of the international company, The Womb Sauna. And we have this awesome movement to heal everything throughout the world. Episode two, here we are, continuing our podcast series on the power of pleasure. And tonight we're going to be talking about toxic lover healing. How do we change our expectations of fulfillment? I would like to offer this at the beginning of the conversation. Let's stop treating relationships as tools to have a cheap thrill. I think it's time for us to really learn and redefine what a relationship is and the purpose of it. Because what a relationship is not is a supplement For what is unresolved within yourself. What do I mean by that? Oh, we think that if we go ahead and find the love of our lives, our soulmate, that suddenly what has felt empty inside of us will be full. But I'm telling you as a woman... Who has experienced toxic loving dynamics for over 12 years. (laughs) I've been married twice. One on the books, one off the books. I have been in the practice of having boyfriends, fiancés, lovers for a long time. At the end of every single day, it all begins and ends with you. And there's no amount of emotion, sensationalism, or love that can fill the void that's within you. That's related directly to how you see yourself. So I no longer hold an idea that I am coming into an experience with someone else to become whole. If I cannot come into the experience whole, then I create a toxic experience. You might want to write that down and sit with that. And when we do our podcast after hours, I really want to hear your reaction to what I just said. And for those of you who are just tuning in to our podcast, we have a beautiful sacred virtual space. On Facebook called Let the Womb Be Heard. 
send a request to join our group. That is where we do our podcast after hours. That's where you get exclusive opportunities to come into process with me in the different programs and offerings that I provide. We got to stop thinking that somebody else can do for us what we have not learned to do for ourselves. There's a real opportunity when two people run into each other and they feel that energy of connection. They feel that energy of love, sensation. Yes, all of that starts firing off. The happy hormones in the brain. Um, You can feel that energy in your body. It feels orgasmic and tantalizing. Yes. But I believe that your lovers are your master teachers. Their energy teaches you where you're still wounded. But it's your job to actually heal. When I counsel couples and I do that, I've been doing that for over uh, 15 years. I'm an ordained interfaith minister. That's part of my work. And when I sit down with couples, it's interesting to me the expectations. Most conflict occurs in relationships because people assume That you know what I'm not saying. And people assume that when somebody else isn't giving them what they desire, it's because that person doesn't want to. That person doesn't want them to have what they want. And that could be true in some scenarios. But most of the time, what I find in my work is that people aren't using their words enough. When they do use their words, they're not being honest. They're saying what they think you can understand or want to hear, not what they are truly trying to communicate and ask for. And why would I be in a relationship with someone that I don't feel safe with? Why would I do that? If I don't feel safe enough to tell you the truth, to present my real self, not my avatar, why am I here? And that's a question that every single one of you listening needs to answer when it comes to how you make decisions about your relationships. What are your motives? What are your intentions? When I work with women in the womb sign and I have them on the pot getting their steams and we're talking about relationships and I hear a woman going into that narrative of, well, ah, you know, I'm holding back pieces of myself until he can prove to me his intentions I was like why does he need to prove and why you can't just ask him what his intentions are why does somebody need to perform for your love and how long have you spent your life performing for love because the vibration that you are is what you will resonate with so if you live a performance based accomplishment focused life Versus the opportunity to live in alignment. If you spent your entire life shaping and molding your worth and value by what people acknowledge and validate in you. No wonder you are putting this brother to task. Because that's your value system. And it is problematic for deep intimacy. 
Deep intimacy requires vulnerability and trust. It requires um, a certain level of emotional self-sufficiency so that when you interact with someone else in close proximity, you don't need them to be a certain way for you to decide how you're going to be. And I part of the reason, I know those of you listening probably like, Tama talks a little bit slow and I used to talk faster. But because I'm aware that I'm dropping information that can really, really change the trajectory of your life, I take my time. And I think part of that too is my nature. I mean, I have developed a lot of clarity around my sensual and sexual power. So even when I speak, I want it to feel like honey dripping. Hear what I said and understand it. Feel it in your body. Stop proving You're not proving anything at all the moment you try to. And to sit here and go through life treating your body, your heart, your love as some prized treasure that people can compete for and suddenly win the race. Is that really what you're trying to create? Or are you just somebody that is really trying to crack the code on how to alchemize and call in the love that you are. Here's the foundation of what needs to shift. And this is what I teach. I run a nine week um, relationship training program. It's called Toxic Lover Healing. And if you stay connected to our email list and to our social media, you join our exclusive group You'll find information on when that class will be open for enrollment again. It will open up for enrollment before the end of the year. But listen, in that class, all of what I teach in those nine weeks is rooted on this philosophy. You ready for this? I feel like I'm going to drop the mic right here. It is all rooted in the philosophy that the way you achieve fulfillment in a relationship with someone else is to be what you are looking for. See, this is the problem couples make. They spend so much energy and time trying to manage how the other person is showing up. As if how that person shows up has anything to do with what you choose to be in any given moment. It's the weakest shit I've seen. It's weak to sit up here and say, I can't be who I say I am because you didn't take the trash out. I can't on a Wednesday be happy because I don't like how long it's taking you to materialize your dream. Nobody is responsible for your legacy and your life and your joy. 
And just because somebody choose to, chooses to love you, exchange love, uh, make a commitment to be in a relationship with you, that does not entitle you to hold that person responsible for your happiness. And I think that is the consciousness that has us out here with unhealthy expectations. I'm at a stage in my life um, where I have no shortage of love or pleasure. I have incredible lovers in my life. Some of those relationships are sexual Some of them are not, but all of them have a covenant. And my wifehood has expanded from what I can experience with one person to what I experience with as many people as my heart can hold. And so for one of the first times in my life, I'm really mastering my skill of demonstrating my love um, in a variety of ways to a variety of people. And we'll get into that some more in episodes three and four in terms of my philosophy around conversations around monogamy and polyamory and all of that. I'm not into the titles, honestly. I don't care what you call it. What I'm more invested in is my clarity about what I want to do. And your clarity about what you want to do. So anyway. Can we just let love be? The reason why we have difficulty being fulfilled in relationships. Is because whatever we do with ourselves. We'll do with other people. So if I'm not gentle with myself. If I'm hard on myself. If I'm critical of myself. I cannot offer you grace. And compassion and understanding. I don't know how to love you without possessing you and trying to control you. Because I don't even love myself that way. Like I'm hard on myself. Right? So this is where growing up emotionally. Getting out of the cultural consciousness of Cinderella stories. And the fantasy of love. And getting back in your body and in your life. In real life, to love me may mean to accept uh, that I might need a lot of space. That if you suffocate me because you haven't healed your mommy wound, where you were not nurtured properly, right? So what I teach couples when I hold space for them Whether they're married or they're dating or, you know, whatever stage of the relationship. They're curious about each other. You know, that's just my work. I come in wherever you're at and help you recognize your power in that space. And so when couples are talking to me, what I find is the projections, the triggers that get fired the mistake comes in when they decide that the the partner is responsible for how they're feeling. (laughs) And I know I'm saying some things that can really challenge you. 
Because what I find is a lot of people are using these kinds of criteria in their relationships. And a lot of people are unfulfilled. Your partner can do something like leave dishes in the sink. You can have an emotional reaction to that. Let's say for you it's anger. That's normal. That's natural. But then do you need to take all of that energy of anger and channel that to the other person and make them responsible for ruining your day because they left dishes in the sink? Or can we breathe? Take a moment to tune in to, I'm upset about this. Why am I upset about this? And what do I need to do to regulate myself so I can return to peace? So in that example, you see the dishes in the sink. It pisses you the hell off. Is it really the dishes in the sink or is it that you've said to your partner, when I wake up in the morning, it makes it more difficult for me to get in the rhythm of my day when I have to address the dishes you've left in the sink overnight. Oh, I hear you, babe. I'm working on it. But what does that mean? I'm working on it. When the next morning I see the dishes in the sink. And your partner doesn't understand what you truly need. Partly because you haven't really tapped into what you truly need. And been able to communicate it. So I had to learn to have broader conversations. Okay dear, explain to me what you mean when you say you're working on it. Does that mean starting tomorrow I can expect? To see a change in this, how much time do you need to become more aware of this habit and to start honoring my requests? Do you need support? Well, babe, you know, there's a project at work that's requiring so much of my energy. If you can give me until the end of this week to sit down and become fully present to your requests. Most couples ain't flushing things out like that, to be honest. People get emotional. They start throwing their darts. And then they sweep it under the rug and try to return to a sense of normalcy. And how is that working for your life? How is that working for your blood pressure? How is that working for that lower back pain? That tightness in your knees? The tension in your neck and shoulders because you're trying to be too responsible for things that you are not responsible for. It's not your job to change anybody. But you do have the opportunity in relationships to be so clear about how you show up that it changes somebody else. But if you're walking in through the door wanting to make somebody be what you need. How would that feel on the receiving end? Every time I'm interacting with you, it's what is it that you can do for me, be for me. I'm hoping in this conversation I can get you to get off of this quest for love. Stop searching for love. Look in the mirror 
and realize that you are what you're looking for. Do what it takes to become emotionally self-sufficient. Do what it takes to actually elevate your relationship skills, your conflict resolution skills. Learn how to use your words to speak your truth. To ask for what you need. Learn how to identify what you truly need. So that way when you come into contact with someone else. You're no longer expecting them to fill the void. If, if they have something to contribute. That's of value to you. It's icing on the cake. Right, it's like, man, this is why I can't get enough of you. This is why you're so yummy because you're loving me like I love myself. You're accepting me and affirming me like I accept and affirm myself. Like, oh my goodness, you are seeing me correctly. That's why I like that definition of intimacy that says in to me see i cannot lay with commune with i can't even connect with someone who does not see me correctly furthermore furthermore i refuse to make lifelong commitments just based on connection So in the few minutes that we have left, let me just go ahead and throw this into the conversation. There is a difference between connection and compatibility. So you can be so emotionally depleted that you start relating and thriving in trauma bonds. You know, you are drawn to people in a hero complex energy or you draw people to you. Who want to put on a cape and rescue you from the life that you're creating. And it's toxic. It's not sustainable in a healthy way. But yet you can find people that's been in a trauma bonded relationship for over 15-20 years. And if you try to give them any other perspective they'll fight you. To stay in their loop. Because the connection. I just can't get enough of this connection. But boo y'all not compatible. Your credit score is going down. Yoni spits him out every time he comes in. Then you want my pot smelling funny. Because everything in your body is saying, although you like him, y'all aren't compatible. I have had experiences where I've had a connection with someone for three minutes that was deep, powerful, on an elevator. And I was wise enough to leave it there. I stopped being one of those women that was like, oh, what was that? Boo, it's called a connection. That's all. You don't need to take that home and do anything else with it. Like, that's what happens when you're living an achievement-based life. It's no longer about alignment in the moment. It becomes about 
every next moment. What's going to happen next one? And you're never present. And the only space that you have power in your life is in the moment that you're in, not the next moment or moments that you've been in in your past. Your past is irrelevant. Your future is not here yet. The only moment where you truly can exercise your power is in the moment you're in. So we have to learn how to properly place people and experiences. Stop over glorifying connection. You are already connected to everything and everyone. We are one. So it's got to become more than just that. You got to reassess your criteria for how you decide if you want somebody in your life and in what way you want them to be in your life. There are amazing lovers I, I have in my life who... You know, I joke, I have one I call my work husband. I have one that is home for me. He calms my nervous system. I want to have his babies. Right? Like, I can see us laying bricks for the empire. He's a king and a god. And shows up in that energy. And it makes me want to submit and settle into a vibe with him. Then there's the sex God who I really believe that when he was in his mother's womb and being formed, that God was thinking about Tamar. <laughs> then I have supreme intelligence who loves me so deeply that I just want to be in his energy every single day he is. Walking around this earth, being my heart outside of my body. I feel him so deeply that just when I think about him, I have a physiological response. He is a great nurturer. I don't want to live without any of them. And... I had to heal ideologies, even some theologies that I was loyal to, to give myself permission to experience love in a broader way and create my own path of fulfillment. Your path does not need to look like mine. I don't believe that one path is better than the other or one person's choices for their lifestyle is better than another person's choices. No, that's not my point. (laughs) That's not why I'm podcasting and having these conversations. I am asking you to do the work to get clear about what it is you truly believe and why. And once you get clear on your beliefs, your values, then when somebody comes into your life, into your world, you're now able to actually look at it and say, okay, you may not be able to join me in financial intimacy because you don't have finances to bring to me you don't have assets you don't so that may not be our dynamic but my god when you get on my back 
I can feel you move things that I no longer need out of my body. So maybe that is where we're compatible and maybe that is the space that I can meet with you and exchange love and accept you as you are versus there's one person out of the billion of people on this planet that is designed for me. Like how like how arrogant is that though? <laughs> that somebody was made for you, okay? <laughs> and that person is supposed to know that come into your world and prove to you that they are the one. And you're supposed to reciprocate that and do that for them. Relationships aren't about what we can do for each other, or at least they shouldn't be. That's not that shouldn't be the foundation of it. I prefer to look at relationships as the fruit of what you're witnessing when two people interact. That's it. It's simple for me. You can't walk in a room and point out a relationship. What you'll see is two individuals relating a certain way. My point is this. Reassess your expectations. Really get clear on what you're asking people for. When women say, well, he hasn't stated his intentions. Well, have you stated yours? How do you show up? And stop focusing so much on what the other person is being and doing. Because at the end of every day, it all begins and ends with you. I'm hoping that you heard something that calls you higher. Join me in our Facebook group, Let the Womb Be Heard, for the podcast after party. Where you get some Q&A and you get to flush out your reactions to this conversation. And baby, it gets sweeter and sweeter. I want at the end of July, I want y'all to feel like this podcast series on the power of pleasure was a multiple orgasm that the first episode was foreplay that the second episode became a subtle, gentle vibration. By the fourth episode, I want a big bust from each of you. <laughs> so again, you are listening to Reverend and High Priestess. Tama Aziz Serwa, this is the Heal Everything podcast where we are looking for the holy ratchet woman, the one who is wild and free and unapologetic about her true nature and is connected to the God within. I cannot wait to meet you in episode three and continue the conversation. Peace.